Wow. All right. Well, even though our first episode of Virtual Legality was only yesterday, and please check it out if you're interested at all in the refund of Fallout 76 issue that Bethesda is currently facing, I made this series to try to be a little bit more responsive to the news of the day when it comes to software, video games, and all things digital. And really overnight, we had a number of news items come out, which are really quite a doozy for the entire business model that is the foundation for many, many games today. So without further ado, I thought we would talk about that just a little bit uh, by switching over to this tab from Polygon last night. FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, pledges loot crate investigation. So there's a lot to take in here. Uh, and I have tweeted about this in the past, especially last year when uh, the country of Belgium basically prohibited loot crates from being sold in that country on the premise that they were violative of the existing gambling laws uh, in accordance with the Belgian Gambling Commission, I believe it was called. Uh, this is a brand new development on the United States side of things. Um, as Polygon says, the Federal Trade Commission today agreed to investigate video game loot boxes following an official request by Senator Ma uh, Maggie Hassan. Um, in a Congressional Oversight Committee hearing earlier today, FTC Chairman Joe Simons affirmed Senator Hassan's request that loot boxes be investigated. The exchange took place in a Senate Commerce Subcommittee hearing that was mainly focused on data privacy issues, but which ranged into other territories. Evidently, as these things often do in committee hearings at, at the Senate level, a privacy hearing became a discussion of video game loot boxes. Um, as Senator Hassan says, loot boxes are now endemic in the video game industry and are present in everything from casual smartphone games to the newest high budget releases. This is absolutely accurate. You can't play a certainly any free to play game uh, on the phone uh, without mostly dealing with loot crate issues. The big exception to this, of course, is the most popular free to play game on the planet, Fortnite, which excuse uh, loot boxes in favor of their battle pass system, which requires a lot of effort and a lot of time to unlock, but which you know exactly what you're getting out of it, and fairly expensive skins uh, that uh, are, again, exactly what they say on the tin. You want to spend 20 bucks to look like a dinosaur, Fortnite lets you do that. And so I think we're seeing in the current economy as it stands, massive, massive successes outside the loot box model, massive political and public pressure on getting rid of loot boxes, like we saw last year from Electronic Arts, uh, who tried to put loot boxes in things from Need for Speed to Star Wars ad infinitum. And so when we start looking at what the government's doing here, you do have to ask the question of whether or not the, the people aren't already speaking on this. Fortnite makes a bundle of money. Star Wars Battlefront 2 didn't. They got rid of loot boxes. Uh, is this not already being taken care of to some extent? Uh, but as we push forward here, uh, we get a, po a polygon description of a little bit of what I talked about here, which is loot boxes are involved in a lot of these things. Hassan warned that children are particularly susceptible to loot boxes and they represent a close link to gambling. So we're going to discuss that a little bit more fulsomely here. Uh, but as you may know, the, the, the FTC is a government organization. It is charged with enforcing certain specific laws and, and promulgating, which is a fancy legal word for making, uh, rules and regulations under those laws. But it doesn't have the ability to write laws itself. That, that is reserved entirely for the United States legislature. Um, and so 
what the senator is asking the FTC to do here is to take an existing law, which we're going to look at, the, the Unlawful Internet Game Gambling Enforcement Act, and enforce it in a way that it has been doing slightly differently than right now. Um, and what we'll also see is that the ESRB uh, rules that the ESA has put forth don't agree with Senator Hassan's assertion that loot boxes are in fact gambling. And if they're not gambling, and if they don't fall under that act, the FTC doesn't have unilateral authority to act on them. We'd be looking at the legislature to take additional actions to prohibit them if they were so inclined to do so. Um, Senator Hassan pointed to moves in other countries, including Japan, the Netherlands, and Belgium, to bring in legislation to control the use of video game loot boxes. And then we see here there were other representatives uh, that discussed them uh, earlier as well. Um, Senator Hassan finishes with, it's time for the FTC to investigate these mechanisms to ensure that children are being adequately protected and to educate parents about potential addiction and other negative impacts of these games. Uh, this is all interesting. This is a whole entire article about the notion that essential, essentially she asked uh, FTC Chairman Simons to do this and Simons' response was yes. In the middle of what was probably a lengthy uh, data privacy protection hearing, this was made a, a story on Polygon and IGN, and justifiably so. This impacts so much of what makes up the modern video game industry market. Um, but it's worth noting that essentially all the FTC chairman has agreed to do here is to take a look at whether or not children are being adequately protected and parents are being adequately educated. The education piece is, is really no never mind to the video game companies. Children being adequately protected is gonna be an interesting discussion in general because when you talk about these things, when you talk about being able to buy loot boxes, buy anything digital re digitally really, you are for the most part talking about the use of credit cards. Uh, this gets a little bit uh, different when we start talking about prepaid cards on things like the PlayStation Network Store and things of that nature. But to the extent loot box purchases are, are locked down to credit card use, you already have certain protections that credit cards can't be issued to minors because they are contractual relationships that do serve to protect children. So one thing that you might wind up seeing in the future is essentially if you've got a loot box mechanism, say in a game like Overwatch, that rather than being able to pay things out of your PlayStation Network wallet, it demands each and every time an affirmative credit card purchase that could be used essentially as a, as a gatekeeping device to ensure to the extent it's possible to do so remotely and digitally that the adult parents are the ones purchasing the, the loot box and, and not the children. Obviously that gets into further issues about whether or not children are being adequately supervised, et cetera, et cetera, but not generally issues that the government has the ability or the inclination to really step into too much. So with that as background, we see the ESA's response down here, and we're gonna go over it a little bit again because it mirrors what they said in respect of when Belgium outlawed uh, loot boxes at the end of last year. Loot boxes are one way that players can enhance the experience that video games offer. Contrary to assertions, loot boxes are not gambling. They have no real world value. Players always receive something that enhances their experience and they are entirely optional to purchase. They can enhance the experience for those who choose to use them, but have no impact on those who do not. So the ESA is asserting here that because you always get something, because you can't sell that something, that it has no real value. Uh, and so that the rarity and the difference in what would be perceived value between a really cool skin and say a logo for your avatar is not distinct under the law. Um, they're kind of mixing legal arguments and, and intuitive arguments here. And so far as I think we would all agree that if you pay $10 and you might get 
uh, a piece of gum or you might get a steak dinner that you are gambling with the notion of what's different there. Uh, but it does matter for what they're saying with respect to how the Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act works, which is what we're going to look at uh, right now. Um, so we're here on the Federal Trade Commission website. We're looking at their summary of the Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act. Uh, the important part here is that the act prohibits any person engaged in the business of betting as defined, which we'll come back to. That's really important from knowingly accepting credit, electronic fund transfers, checks, or any other payment involving a financial institution to settle unlawful internet gambling debts. The Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve Board must develop jointly and prescribe regulations requiring payment systems to identify and block or otherwise prevent or prohibit the acceptance of payment for internet gambling transactions. So the, the, the legislature passed a law and said, these groups uh, in, in the executive branch need to make sure that there are rules and regulations that help prevent internet gambling from occurring. And so what's important whenever we're talking about what a law does and, and what is being prohibited and what is the current state of things is the actual words on the page here. So the FTC has pretty broad authority with the Federal Reserve Board, with the Treasury Department to interpret the laws, but it can't just make up things. So what's really important here and the reason we see what the ESA is saying uh, as their defense mechanism is what constitutes a bet or wager. Now, I, I won't bore you all by diving into a bunch of the, the legal rigmarole here, but suffice it to say, it does what it says on the tin with respect to the definition that we saw on the previous page. It's prohibiting bad bets and it's making financial institutions try to protect against them. But what is a bet under the law? It is the staking or risking by any person of something of value upon the outcome of a contest of others, a sporting event, or a game subject to, uh, to chance upon an agreement or understanding that the person or another person will receive something of value in the event of a certain outcome. So one of the things that's useful for lawyers to do or for anyone to do when they're reading through legalese or contract terms is to kind of cut out the language that we don't need for what we're actually talking about as our issue at play. So we're looking at the term bet or wager means the staking or risking of, by any person of something of value, which is clearly happening when you buy a, a loot crate from Overwatch, right? You paid a dollar and you've, that's something of value that is gone away. And whether or not you get something back is what's going to impact whether this definition applies. The staking or risking by any person of something of value upon the outcome of... A game subject to chance. So at the very outset of what we're talking about when we talk about loot crates, someone has staked something of value, money, on the outcome of a game subject to chance. So this is the loot box spins around and it spits something out. There's obviously chance involved. It's why you see in China and other jurisdictions that the actual table of chances is being required to be disclosed on, on these loot boxes. So we have that part of the definition. But here's where the kicker comes in. It's upon an agreement or understanding that the person or the other person, usually this is, this is as you can see, it's based around betting on sports or, or betting on some other outcome, uh, that the person or another person will receive something of value in the event of a certain outcome. So here is where the ESA has decided to stake its camp on saying that what we're talking about here is outside the FTC's purview. They say a loot box may well be staking or risking something of value. It may well be a game subject to chance. But what you get out of this is a digital doodad. It's not 
uh, saleable to anyone else. It's not transferable. We say that under our EULA, our license agreements, as if we're the company. And so what you're getting out of this thing is always nothing. You're, the, the, the ESA's standing essentially has to be, you are putting this money in and you're burning it in a fire. You're not receiving anything of value uh, when it comes back out. Or more specifically, if you are receiving something of value, it's always the same something. So it's not a bet because you're not receiving anything different. That the lion skin is exactly the same as the avatar picture for this purpose because it has no resale value because it's the same in accordance with the law. It's not a terrible argument from a legal perspective. It is a terrible argument from an intuitive perspective because we know that if you didn't get that diva skin you want out of Overwatch and you instead get a, a, a spray paint or a, a picture of an avatar, uh, that you didn't get what you wanted out of your expenditure that, that dollar and you were in fact uh, intuitively gambling on an outcome, even if that's not a bet or wager under this particular law. Um, we see that once again as we switch tabs here. Uh, hang on with me one second. Uh, in what the ESRB uh, responded with to uh, to Kotaku last year in respect to the, the Belgium gambling issue, uh, where they say the ESRB does not consider loot boxes to be gambling. While there's an element of chance in these mechanics, the player is always guaranteed to receive in-game content, even if the player unfortunately receives something they don't want. We think of it as a similar principle to collectible card games. Sometimes you'll open a pack and get a brand new holographic card you've had your eye on for a while. But other times you'll end up with a pack of cards you already have. Um, and this article goes on to say, hey, some might have a problem with that because they have a problem with loot boxes in general. Um, as I finish this up, I'm not here to tell you whether or not uh, loot boxes are a good idea. They're a bad idea. They're certainly propping up a lot of the uh, economy of the video game industry right now. From a lawyer's perspective, what I look at is, does the law that's currently on the books adequately address what the concern here is? And I think as we looked at the, the Internet Gambling Act, uh, we can see that it's not a perfect fit for what we're talking about here and that the ESA and the ESRB, they don't have a terrible argument for why it shouldn't fall under its its purview. My position on this is always the same. If something is, that was crafted in 2006 or 2002 or, or before doesn't adequately cover the thing that you want to cover, legislature, by all means, have the discussions, have the have the arguments, get a law passed in the way that you want, I'm always a little bit leery of taking what's existing and on the books and wasn't aimed at this thing and trying to have it apply ex post facto to a new business model, to a new thing that maybe isn't a good thing. Uh, but that's really why the, the government is in place to handle those things. I had the same issue last year when, when the Belgium uh, Commission essentially decided that their gambling laws already covered this when it didn't appear that it was a great fit. Uh, but again, it's going to be a matter of personal preference for how you view the government and how you want it to operate with these institutional entities. Uh, but I do, uh, I do want to advocate for additional laws if the legislature and the people think that they are important to protect against. Um, so that's been virtual legality number two, unexpectedly the day after virtual legality number one. Again, any and all feedback is appreciated. We've got tons of cool videos uh, on, uh, on video game stuff, on law stuff on some sports stuff on this channel. So please uh, feel free to, uh, to check them out and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks again.